We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Swider Show live edition, Patty. Live. Live from Vegas. Uh, we made this happen. Patty, Patty and Adam flew out here. Um, and we're, we're excited to give you guys some live content. So uh, excited to be out here in Vegas at the, at the Wynn Studios, the blue, beautiful Blue Wire Studios. And uh, it's, it's a big moment for the Swider Show. Yeah, unbelievable. I feel like the Paul Red meme. The, uh, who would have thought? Look at us. Yeah, exactly, man. But we're here, though. We're here, though. We, yeah. we knew it was coming. We've we been playing this out for a little bit. You and Adam made it happen. So excited to be here, obviously. Beautiful studios, and, and let's get this thing going, man. Yes, shout-out to uh, Yoni and Nick in the control room. They're uh, on the ones and twos, making us sound good. I just got yelled at off air, so that wasn't <laughs> great. But, um, yeah, against all odds, me and Adam planned it, uh, I don't know, 10 days in advance. So. Yeah. Spirit Airlines got us out here. Wow, Embassy Suites, only the only the best. Uh, hey, shout out to Trevor Lane for setting that up. Yeah, yeah, he he gave us some recommendations. Um, yeah, I think next year, well, next year you won't be on the team, but we'll just come back as <laughs> we'll just come back. Uh, we'll see what happens. Man. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll just come back as uh, you know, guests and maybe stay on the strips wire. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. That's, I think that's kind of how you get active, but. Um, but yeah, a couple weeks off though. A couple weeks off of the Swider Show. Yeah. La- last guest was David Duke Jr. Obviously, great episode. But um, obviously, we-, we have a lot to go over since we haven't been on the. On he's the show killing for- right now too. Oh yeah, he's been great. I mean, I don't know what it is with Swider Show guests. After they come on the show, they just automatically. It's like go a on, touch like a, of gold. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a ten ten game heater. Yeah. So any uh, players tuning in, you should take that take that note because it's basically just a, a boost in confidence. Oh, it is, yeah. I mean, Abuse and play. We, we hype you up a little bit. We go over your career. Right, exactly. Get some of your best games, best stats, and, mm-hmm. and then you go from there, and you're like, oh, I'm a pretty good player. Remind you of the roots, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, we also have a few more mailbag questions. We wanted to get the audience, get the fans, the Swider Show fans who uh, helped us get here a little bit more involved. So yeah, we'll exactly. go over guys who have been killing in Summer League. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess first things first, how's, how's Summer League been for you? shooting 400 percent again yeah. so <laughs> I, th- I think this year's been a different experience in summer league you know what i mean you go you go from last year not knowing what to expect and 
the fans not really knowing who you are as a player to to now it's like they expect a certain or you expect a certain level out of yourself and the fans expect a certain level out of you. Right. So it's definitely an adjustment this year compared to last year. Um, not having Scotty out there, I think has been tough for our team. Um, I mean, shout out to the Lakers. They, they only put 12 players on our roster, but we've had Scotty hurt the whole entire time. We've had Sasha out with, with, with sickness slash illness the last couple of games. Um, so we haven't had a lot of depth, but it's been it's been great for the team for the guys just to for us just to be able to go out there and play, not worry about getting subbed out. But at the same time, it's like you see some of these other teams they have like eighteen to twenty yeah. guys in their roster. It's, it's ridiculous. So um, definitely shout out to the Lakers for for doing that for us. So so we so we're able just to go out there and play. But it's definitely been a different type of summer league, for sure. How uh, what's the difference between the sack league and the Vegas league? Like which one do you like more? Oh, Vegas for sure. Vegas is so much, more, so much more hype. Obviously, we we got to play after Victor that first night, yeah. And he was just, I think, just the hype around it. I think you get that every year for like the first two games, just the the number one through three pick, just going out there and just right. having a sold out crowd. They play against each other. ESPN obviously and the NBA set up so one versus two play each other right away. One versus three play each other right away, and uh, yeah, man, it's been it's been a great experience out here. But like I said, it's been. I think the Sacramento League, Sacramento Summer League is just like a little like, like we, we consider it like a little preseason. Right. Um you're trying to win the games, but there's different lineups being thrown out there. Not all the time. It's uh it's the best lineups, but but you're just trying to try everything out and, and then just trying to make some stuff work. You probably like that though, right? It's kinda like getting your feet wet before you Oh, hundred percent, yeah. I mean it's we they they they've done a great job with us the past two years of just letting us go out there and play those first two games and making a lot of adjustments when we get to Vegas. So you kind of get a clean slate once you get to Vegas. If you're if you're playing good, right. keep, keep it going. Like Max Christie, um, <laughs> who who played unbelievable this summer league, had a bounce back summer league after. I, I mean, last year he played well. He just didn't shoot the ball great. Yeah, he was also 16 years old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's been a great experience out here. Um, but definitely different in terms of like the expectations I set for myself and others have for me. Right, yeah, because there's more familiarity. It's not like last year when you're hitting like going five for eight from three every game. It's like, oh, damn, who's this wider kid? Like, exactly. He could shoot the shit out of it, and now it's kind of like. Now it's like, all right, like besides shooting, what can you do for Yeah, yeah. exactly. I know you haven't been uh, tuned in, but me and Adam have had some offline conversations about Lakers Twitter. Yeah, Lakers Twitter's brutal. Brutal. Um, so, yeah. I but mean, like at the same time, like I'm not getting nearly the heat that like a lot, a lot of like the Lakers get like Russ. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I mean, there's some bold words being said about you, but you kind of respect <laughs> it because like, if you're watching the, the Sacramento summer league and you're like critiquing the players, I'm like, all right, respect. You're like as diehard as it gets. Not yeah. that I agree with the opinions at all. Yeah. But. No, it's, it, it's always funny. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to sh put my mom on blast here, but my mom's always been a big Twitter, Twitter person. Right. And, uh, She'll show my dad some of the stuff. My dad would tell me, like, yo, like, your mom's killing me with all these tweets, right? And uh, and basically, I mean, it's funny because it's like the, these people, like, they, they mean well. They want the best for the Lakers. They, they obviously want, want you to play perfect all the time, which isn't going to be true. But um, I shoot five for eight from three or four <laughs> for seven from three, and it's like, like, yeah. All right, like what, what? What do you want me to do, man? Right. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of piling on too. Like once they see that one guy's kind of getting cut up, it's like, all right, I could just give a take, 
hating on this guy and like the rest of the Lakers Twitter will accept me. So yeah, exactly. It's basically the same thing. But uh, for Jenny Swider, for the rest of the fans, <laughs> the guys with the Twitter fingers are not making decisions for the Lakers. Thankfully, so yeah, yeah. can't get too worried about it. No. But um, as far as your team, I do want to talk about Max. He, uh, it's just like a boost in confidence. He looks like a different kid from, from uh, last year. The the media asked me about him and he's just his jump, just obviously physically, mentally. And I think he's always had the physical tools to be a special player. Um, and this summer league, he, he literally just put it all together. He's been going to the gym three times a day in the offseason. I mean, we had a very short offseason. I don't think he took any time off. He just got right to it. He didn't have any injuries. He was just able just to to, to flow right into a good offseason and come in and, and he he played really well. Yeah. He defended at a high level. He shut down Lester Quinones, who was averaging like 30 a game in, in the Sacramento yeah. Summer League. He's scoring at all three levels. I think he shoot, shot 52% from three, 98% from the foul line. Like, he was just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's, it's just such a byproduct of, of the work that he's put in throughout the year, right? Like, it, it might not show up in the stat sheets in, in March or even in our G League games at times, but he was able just to continue to get better, continue to gain confidence, and then he was able to strike that balance of, of being a scorer, being a facilitator, rebounding the ball, defending. And, uh, I mean, he's going to – give players a, a hard time right? and give these coaches a hard time to keep them out of the rotation. Yeah, it's going to be like a type of thing like like he just kind of has to play. It's it's tough with like the rotate. I mean, obviously we signed D'Lo and Reeves, but like, I don't know, he's he's like definitely making a case to be like this guy just has to be on the floor. It's like yeah, well, got to find minutes for him. Yeah, well, I think it's, it's more of a thing of like, all right, like look at our wings, right? We have proven wings and then we have unproven guys. Like, Cam Reddish has been a is a great talent. Obviously, is has done great things in the NBA, but I mean, him and Max can be battling for for right. rotation minutes, and that's just that's how Coach Ham sets it up. That's how Palinka sets it up, and um, I'm excited to hopefully get in that battle yeah, as well. Absolutely. He, uh, I, I gotta say, I did not think he had that dunk in him either. I think that was the first game in Vegas. That was like unbelievable. That was great. Usually, he's a two foot jumper too. Like yeah. he, he he's a powerful two foot jumper coming up to a jump stop dunking, and then Scotty was like, "Yo, like, can you dunk off for of one max? Like, we know you're athletic. Yeah, like, dunk off for of one." And he was like, "Yeah, I got you. I got you." That game? No, it was like right after sack. And wow. Then the next game, he just punched <laughs> it. It was great. That was unbelievable. It was like, especially I don't know. It was like a half court set. It's not like it was like a like in transition like you're getting it off like we, we we were running that play for for me to set like that little slip slip screen the whole entire time yeah we were getting a lot of oh yeah a lot of good gravity. stuff off of that I mean, gravity i mean you, you you see great shooters throughout the league just playing that style of of going up setting the screen slipping set actually setting the screen mixing up the defenders and i mean <laughs> i'm not trying to give away all my secrets but like the universal call in the nba is, is red for switching red autry no, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out Red Autry. He was at the game yesterday. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that for sure. But um, so the universal call for, for switching in the NBA is red. So whenever I go up there, I'm screaming red, 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 trying to just screw Oh, trying to screw the defense yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. How about that? Because think about it. You're not, you're not turning around every single time. When you hear oh, red, yeah. you're just thinking, oh, right. I'll switch it. That's actually smart. I've never thought of that. Start yeah. yelling ice. Yeah, exactly. Like, go left. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, real hoopers know what ice means. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like that action. But little um, slip screen, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys have been looking good. Is there anyone else that I was gonna say before? This we we're gonna say, Max. Like, I feel like Wemby 
Brandon Miller, Scoot, all those guys, like the top picks, the rookies are who you think of at first yeah. for summer league. But the guys that go into their second year and like actually take a jump, you could tell like they've been in the NBA for the year. They know like the canes everything. They've been working their ass off. Like that's kind of when you see the most progression. Like uh what's his name? Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith, Jabari Smith uh, Murray from the, from the Kings. Oh. That was kind of ridiculous. He was even playing. I, I uh, <laughs> we, we obviously saw him play those two games, and and then we got to Vegas, and I, I we're, we're walking out of shoot around, and I see the head the the head coach of the summer league team. I I did a workout with Sacramento. It was one, yeah, of, my, yeah. one of my better workouts, and and he was running the, the, the head of coach of the summer league team for Sacramento was running the is the head coach of the, the summer league team? summer league yeah. team, and I was like, Yo, Keegan's done, right? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's done. I was like, I was like, all right, he, he earned it. He only had yeah. forty-one and twenty-nine, and very efficiently. I mean, like two months ago, he was they were running sets for him at the end of games and playoff games against the Warriors. You should, you should like see. So he has one of the coolest things in the NBA. So whenever he, he hits a shot, the announcer yells Keegan, and then the crowd yells Murray. He's oh like, hell yeah, Keegan! And then the crowd, Murray. Yes, I it's, love it's that. Unbelievable. It's electric. Yeah, I mean that's just how Sacramento does it now, which I was not aware of because they haven't ever won. But yeah, no, they're, like they're they're packing that thing out now. I, like I was listening to uh, the Paul George podcast with Tyrese Halliburton, and they were just talking about like the big games used to be like when the Lakers came to town, right. when Golden State came to town. Now it's like every single game because the Kings are the big game. Yeah, the the Kings are like yeah. the beam beam team. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say before? I forget. Uh. Oh, Jabari Smith. I, I loved his quote. I mean, this is going to be contradictory to what I just said because I was talking about how Murray shouldn't have played, but he was like, someone asked him, like, why are you playing in Summer League? And he was like, I'm 20 years old, and yeah. I've played, what, 70 games in the NBA. Like, if I could just get reps, I'm going to do it. Well, I think for him it's like, I think you, you have such a high standard for a top three pick going into the season, right? Right. And even last Summer League, like, he, he didn't shoot the ball great. Um but as an NBA player and the guy who's been through summer league a couple of times, you realize like summer league does not mean anything, like absolutely yeah. nothing. Like for example, like Max didn't shoot the ball great last year, and then he goes and plays forty games with the Lakers, right. plays a really good role on the team, like is able to fit with LeBron and AD. It's just it's like just because he he didn't he wasn't great as the main guy his first year and being nineteen years old doesn't mean he can't fit on right. the roster. So. I think you see guys who play really well in summer league who, who fade off, and then you see guys who play mm -hmm. not so well in summer league. Like Trey Young, Trey Young's first summer yeah. league, he he played, he did not play great at all. Right, he was in the Utah one. Jalen Brunson said that was the worst he's played in the NBA so far was his first summer league. Brunson's first summer yeah. league, yeah. It, I don't even remember that. I mean, he was a second round pick. He probably wasn't even getting the benefit of the doubt. Either. Yeah, it's, it's just funny. Like, like uh, Nikola Jokic averaged nine points a game in his first <laughs> summer league. Yeah. It was, Ten days after they were running a Taco Bell commercial when he got drafted, unbelievable. But uh, wait, so who do you think it matters for the most? Summer league. Summer league is, I think it's, I think it matters most for a guy like me. Really, a, a two way guy trying to get a contract, a, a an exhibit ten guy trying to get a two way, a summer league guy trying to get an opportunity in the NBA, and then obviously the development of your of your young players. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's more about reps, especially when you have those guys on a guaranteed contract. It's like more about reps and, and confidence mm -hmm. and, and, and trying to build the. But I think I think one thing that you can get mixed up sometimes is that, like for example, like Max played great this this summer league, 
But he's not going to have the ball in his hand coming off pick and rolls every single possession like that. Right, it's different. So you build that confidence, but at the same time, it's like, all right, like, like let's – we've seen Max in a, in a scenario where he's been a great catch-and-shoot guy. He's been a great .5 guy with, with LeBron and AD. Now let's see him with – where he's the main guy. And then now, now it's like, all right, like, we've seen him as a main guy. He's improved a lot. So maybe he does come off two ball screens a game instead of zero. Mm-hmm. He does come off uh, – we trust him with the ball in his hand a little bit more than we did last year. I think that's, that, but like for, for a guy like me, it's like I have to play the same way no matter what team I'm playing on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and that will get me playing time and that will give me opportunities. So, I mean, I, like you said, I, I think summer league is the most important for those guys trying to get an opportunity in the NBA. But I do think it is a really good place for for guys to get development, like a Jabari Smith, like a Keegan Murray, just to give them a little bit more confidence. Even like Ben Matherin, who's yeah. Think about it, like Jalen Williams. Who was second in rookie of the year voting? Ben Matherin, who was third in rookie of the year voting. Keegan Murray, who was a playoff starter. Like right. all these guys are playing summer league. Like, like did Jalen Williams play for OKC? I didn't we even played see the that. first game. Yeah. Oh damn, I forgot about that. And he had like a little. I knew the other one did. I was talking to him. He's like we saw him the other day. Oh yeah, I was talking to him, and he was like, yeah, like we. And then OKC basically had their whole entire like rotation playing summer league. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, everyone on their team is below twenty four years old. Um, but I don't know. He can't have SGI out of here. What what, what, you, what impressed you the most about summer league? Like like, play, like the whole yeah players teams. Because um, for me, it was those second year guys playing. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. Um, I think that should be like become a trend. And the other thing is uh, our friend Buddy Beheim. My answer to that question, what you just asked, is Asar Thompson. Yeah, we, I saw him play two games. I'm all in on that kid. He's like unbelievable. Um, I know you were not able to tune in last night because you were busy because you had a game right after. Yeah. But um, I don't know. He locks up on defense. He had a crazy dunk. Great uh, assist by Buddy. He missed a layup and then it's a little tip slam. But I, I mean, I was, I mean, obviously they haven't played an NBA game yet, but I was a little like hypocritical of the Thompson Twins just coming in the summer league because it's like you played against high school players. Right. Right. And Sean Belby, shout out Sean Belby, mm-hmm. Syracuse guy. Um, He's been telling me all year how, how good these guys are. Like, he's like, these guys are the real deal. They work hard. They do the right things. And then just seeing them, like, interview, they know everything about the NBA. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're definitely, like, seasoned. They don't seem like they're 19 years old at all. At all. So, it's, uh, it seems like, like they're going to be studs. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to, for the trajectory of the league. I, I think we're going through, like, a, a little period right now where international players are kind of taking over. Yeah. Like being the best players in the league, like you could argue, the three best players in the league. Yeah, the three yeah. best players in the league are, are international: mm-hmm. Luka, Jokic, and, and Giannis. Right. So, yeah. so having having like these guys come in, I think I think these going to be a good in a, right. in a good spot. Yeah, man. especially uh, most hype prospect ever, number one overall pick, known American, Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. <laughs> but think about it. Yeah, no, I know. Scoot, you're the yeah. Thompson twins. Even Brandon Miller at right. the second pick. Yeah, I was, I was pretty uh, bummed out that Scoot got hurt. His first half, what, first three quarters? Yeah, he looked unbelievable. Yeah, like he looked like he didn't belong on a summer league court already. It's funny because, like, <laughs> I played against him 10 minutes in the G League season. And we literally played against Ignite like five times. Right, in yeah. The G League. You always went off against them? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I, I play well against Ignite. Um, but... Even in those ten minutes, I think he had like eight points, four 
rebounds, three assists, and it's just like he's so composed. He makes the game look easy, and he, he didn't even like break a sweat against us. Yeah, he's he, he just makes shit happen at all times. He also seems so competitive, which I love. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah. They, they said like in his pre-draft workouts, like he he was so in shape, and, th- and those guys like for a guy like for a top five pick, you're, all you're doing is one-on-one workouts and. I bet Scoot only did three workouts, the top three picks. Yeah. Um, wait, so one-on-one workouts, like he's not in a group at all? Like they'll just bring in Scoot Henderson? Yeah, so if you're a top 10 pick, you're just you're just doing one-on-oh workouts. So you're just bringing in Scoot Henderson and you're having him play against the coaches. Like the coaches will be good. They'll be like – right. Like old, like Division One players. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll be guys who are taller. Who walk-ons, are, of course. Yeah, walk-ons yep. at, at the Division One level. Um, and, and those, and they just want to see. They want to see you compete. They're going to tire you out. They're going to put you through defensive drills, and they're going to put you through offensive drills. They're going to put you through conditioning tests. And uh, I always argued like, there's no way it can be hard in the three on three. Then I watch these guys, and you're literally having like 50 people, like f- front office, Palinka, yeah. Kurt Rambis, Darvin Ham, everyone on the sideline, 50 people, all the scouts, everyone watching you, right? Like. I was like, all right, this this might be tough in <laughs> yeah, a three on three so workout. Yeah, that's so fucking nerve wracking. In a three on three workout, you can like kind of like take like you can take a rep off. You know what right. I mean? If a guy's going to the basket and, and doing a dribbling drill, then you're on the side. You're like, all right, let me breathe real quick. Yeah. And like this individual workouts are probably 15 minutes, and the group workouts probably an hour and 15. You you know you know as a basketball player, if you do a 15, 15 minute individual workout, that's harder than like yeah, a, oh 100%. Especially because like you're saying, like there's no other place for your eyes to go no like you can't just be like like if i don't know me you and lewis are working out together it's like uh like i can miss two shots kind of goes under the radar but if you're solo shooting spot shots with like rob Polinka staring through you it's like oh shit yeah it's crazy because like you can get in your own head like you're competing with yourself at that yeah, point you know exactly. what i mean so it's definitely impressive to see those guys and and uh and 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 watch them do those one on one workouts because it's like all right like like for example, like you see these coaches, you're like, "There's no way these guys can score on me. No way these guys can score on yeah. me." Yeah. And the next thing you know, they're hitting step backs off the backboard, and it's like, "All right, come on." Do you have any like real tough coaches? Who who who've played at the Lakers? Yeah. I mean, we have a guy, Skyler, Coach Skyler, who's six ten, played at Florida. What? Yeah. Six like, ten. Yeah, six ten, played at Florida. Like, really good passer. Like, oh yeah. We got a picture. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Live show, live show. Yep. Um, six ten, like, like bangs with the bigs. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he, 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 yeah, yeah. He can play though. He can um, play. And uh, what's his role? He's the fourth assistant on on our staff. Oh shit. Yeah. So he he's a big like defensive coordinator. Um, helps out with the offense. Obviously, he, he's a he's a Darvin Ham guy though. Mm-hmm. Came over from Milwaukee. Um, and yeah, man, like. Like those guys, like I saw Skyler probably give these pre-draft workout guys probably like five or six yeah. buckets, in Hell like two. Yeah. I watched two of them. Yeah, it's definitely like an underestimating thing too. They're probably like, oh, he's probably just like on the staff, like didn't really make it. No, oh, and it's tough but because it's like all right, I guess like, it's different because he's six foot ten. Yeah, he's like, six ten. Yeah. Do you have any guards? Do you have any short guys that are like giving buckets? So we have a so he he's actually in Phoenix now, but his name's uh, Drew Anthrop. Oh, you told me about him. Yeah, he walk on at Purdue, but can shoot it. Really? Can shoot it. How tall is he? Five ten. Wow. 
five ten. Love that. But like he'll be in practice, he'll run off like two stagger screens <laughs> and just knock one down. And it's great. Wait, like practice like scrimmages? So like a lot of time in the NBA, like you don't practice five on five right. with your teammates. So it'll be like a, it'll be like five player development coaches versus like the five guys, just yeah. just to try and limit injuries, but like still try and get a sweat a little bit. Mm-hmm. So this dude Drew was was playing Clay Thompson in in, in our Golden State uh, scouting oh, report. He was being Clay Thompson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was he was Clay Thompson in our scouting report, and he was coming off of staggers and knocking him down. <laughs> and we're like, all right, like. We can't stop Drew. I don't, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how this series is going to go. Yeah, that's a pretty realistic you, you look, too. 5'10 <laughs> guy coming off the stagger screen yeah, exactly. compared, to, compared to Clay. 6'7". That's uh, that's interesting, though. But um, what are you thinking? You want to move to some mailbag questions? Yeah, let's, let's run it. Like I said, we got a, a pile of them. We actually haven't done a mailbag question in a while. We'll, uh, we might get a stat of the week, too. Can I request a stat of the week from from Adam? Adam's also here. We didn't. Uh, I don't know if we said that at the top, but... We did make our way out. Adam's sitting, sitting on a nice recliner. There he is. Yeah, we're on the show. There he is, looking good. Yeah, yeah. Me and Adam, a lot of quality time in the last three days. So how, how's that yeah. been? How's that it's dynamic? It's been great. How's that Adam's, relationship grown? Adam's a, uh, a tremendous roommate, I'll say that. Yeah? Yeah, very low-key. I think uh, if there's any complaints between the two of us, it's probably Adam complaining about me. But. I, I think one of the best things of this trip so far is that Adam sent an itinerary. Yeah, well, Adam's, Adam's a big plan guy. You like you like a plan. Uh, I think that's kind of my job. Like coming out here, you're gonna be working all week right before. You're gonna be working constantly. Yeah. Here, mm-hmm. so like you don't have time to figure out when we're gonna be in the studio. Um, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And I will say, I feel like I got rewarded for that with some free tickets the last couple of days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. A couple, couple, couple of nice dinners. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, we always try to take care of Adam. He's obviously a big part of the Spider Show. The he, biggest. The, the backbone of yeah. the Spider Show. Actually, no offense, maybe not the biggest because it is the Cole Spider Show. But <laughs> With Patty Casey. Yeah. You're, you're the only one with your it name. It should on say the with Adam Lewis. Yeah, it does say my name on the backdrop. Yeah. We also got the uh, CS number 21. He is number 20. We might have to uh, workshop that. Yeah. 21 is still your number, though. How about the other day they introduced you as 21? I, I think I think people just know me as 21. Right, yeah, just a subconscious thing. They're probably looking at the, the logo of the Swider show. And like, right. oh. Yeah. <laughs> I whipped my phone out ready to record, and then they said the wrong number. Still posted on main, though. Oh. Patty Casey exactly. one, if you're not following. Um, But, yeah, let's get into some mailbag questions. What, what was I going to say? Oh, when I introduced you, I meant to say... uh. We'll get a stat of the week, too. Could I request a stat of the week? 
Adam's whooping his phone out getting it ready. So, uh, first stat of the week. This is kind of in line with what we were just talking about. This is from Jake, not Sheridan. That's the only member of the the show team who, who wasn't able to make it up. But, um, this is obviously for you. Is it a challenge playing with guys in summer league that you've only been teammates with for a few weeks? Do you think that's the main reason why you see a bit of sloppy play at times? Oh, 100%. And it's also like the combination of like you want to perform, you want to play well, you want to like show that you belong. And then you haven't played with these guys, so you haven't had that chemistry built up. I think mm-hmm. we, I think you've seen that with our team a little bit. Like our, our draft picks, they want to come in and show that they can, they can play and they can play with LeBron and AD and, and they can contribute right away. And sometimes, like, you'll see selfish play from all five guys. Right. Like, last time when we played the Grizzlies, like, they were, everyone had a possession where they just took the ball and just wanted to score. Yeah, on both teams. Yeah, on both teams. Yeah. yeah. It, it got to a point last time where we were like, all right, like, let's just yeah, just muck it up at this point. <laughs> like, there was a – yeah. It, it's, uh, it definitely is tough because you're trying to balance, like, all right, like, you're playing good basketball, you want to play – you want to play winning basketball, but right. at the same time, you want to showcase yourself. Like, uh-huh. like some of these guys out here. I remember last year we played against the Mavericks. They went zero and five, but two of their guys got two ways. So it's like, all right, like, what, what, what's the right. purpose of summer league? Yeah. So I think I think it's it's a balance um, that, that you, you try and find. I think the team that ends up winning summer league is a team that like doesn't care about the individual right. stats and they want to play good team basketball. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. That's hard to get across on someone. Yeah, it's it's tough to say out loud, but like anyone who uh, has ever been recruited for basketball, like when you're going to prospect camps and all that stuff, like yeah. it's, it's it's tough to play when the individual performance is actually like means more than the final score. Yeah. Which like you want to say like, oh, we get wins, like we really value winning, and you obviously want to win the game. But at the end of the day, if like you're in summer league, every single guy, if you lose by eight, but you go four for six from three and play good defense and all that stuff, like you're, you're, you're going to bed with a smile on your face. Yeah. Because it's mean, like just evaluation. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's like, it's tough because like winning usually results in. Mm-hmm. in Guys playing well. Guys playing well right. and, and guys getting what they want and deserve, right? Um, but there is that balance of, all right, in summer league, there's it's not like a 82 game season with the playoffs mm-hmm. and, and all these things. So how how do you how are you able to showcase what you can do? Shoot the ball well, obviously, <laughs> defend at a high level, and also contribute to winning. Contribute to winning. Mm-hmm. It's 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 definitely a tough balance, and I think a lot of young guys at this level, it, you have to figure that out. You got to mm-hmm. play. You got to have those reps. You got to um, go through. Tough things. I think one thing that JD Dubois, our, our, our head coach, has been just saying is like incremental growth. Like summer league is not the end all for anyone here. Right. Like your career is going to keep going. If that's in the G League, if that's in the NBA, if that's a two way, if that's overseas, like you're being evaluated in everything that you're doing. So I think like I think that's a great message because it's like like last night if we win the game, we have a chance to make the final four. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the game, we, we lose. But you have an opportunity. Tomorrow, meaning Sunday, mm-hmm. to go out there, play well, and, and possibly get yourself an opportunity. Right. Um, can you actually explain that, like how it works? Like who is just the top four teams make the final four, they have a shot at it, and everyone else is like a consolation game? Type yeah, so like you're guaranteed five games you come out here to Vegas. And uh, last year we started out 0-2, so we were out of it, and then we played. We won three games in a row, including the consolation game. Right. At the end. Um, but then there's 
This year they changed it. It used to be two teams. Now it's four teams. There's a semifinals and a finals on, on a Sunday and Monday. Um, and basically it, it's just the top four teams. There's three teams that went undefeated. They went 4-0. and And then the fourth team is going to be decided between, like I think there's like four, three, and one teams with the best point differential. Right, yeah. They were talking about point differential yesterday. Yes. Wait, so who's the teams this year? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, I know the Jazz got in. I know the Rockets. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. The, I don't know off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, I'm but, kind of putting you on the spot. Actually, speaking of the Jazz, he's going to be my answer. A player on their team is going to be the answer to my next mailback question. So they, stay tuned for that. You yeah. can write it to camera. Exactly. But, um, what was I going to say? Oh, follow up question for me on that that great mailback question from Jake. Do you um, do you think part of that too is the NBA play style is so different than anything you played beforehand and like trying to learn that in two weeks and then you're like kind of thrown into it. For sure. And, and I think some players are so used to playing the college college mm -hmm. game that or overseas or anything like that. Like the NBA game is totally different. I, I think like one thing that I've been trying to get across to these guys is that when you have an open shot in the NBA, you have yeah, to take you have it. to shoot it. You have to shoot it because the shot clock like doesn't allow you to get to get multiple open shots in a, in a possession. Mm -hmm. Like how many times in college, like especially at Villanova, Syracuse too, but Syracuse would play more of a pro-style offense. How many times did they tell us like in college, like get the best shot possible? Right. Like we're going to come down, we're going to get multiple uh -huh. looks, we're going to get multiple actions, and we're going to get the best shot possible. Yeah, it's the old cliche, uh, you can get that whenever you want. Yeah, you yeah. can get that whenever you want. We can, get, we can get that with five seconds left in the shot. Yeah. No, in the NBA, like you shoot that. Right. And, and like I was – how do I say this right? Like every guy has a different set of rules, right? So like a Duncan Robinson on Miami Heat, if he takes a, a shot with 18 seconds on the shot clock, but he has an open shot, like a good that's shot. a great shot. Right. But if, um, let's say Jimmy Butler has the same exact shot, he might turn that down and get to the basket and try to make a play for someone mm -hmm. else, and that's the best play for the Miami Heat. Right. So like both both players are high IQ. They both understand what they're doing, but – but if you're Duncan Robinson, you have to take that shot. Yeah. Because you might not get the ball for the next three or four possessions and you might not have a shot. It's literally like any job that you got. You know what I mean? It's just your role. Like yeah. right now, it's like, I don't know, I have day to day tasks in my nine to five. Your day to day task is to shoot threes. So, exactly. Getting... Yeah. So I'm trying to take, I'm trying to get Scotty on ah. this thing. <laughs> but um, thank you, Jake. That was a great question. This is something we kind of talked about before with, uh, Asar Thompson, but I'm going to give a different answer. This comes from Bruce, who asked, who is one rookie or other summer league player that has really impressed you so far? Well, I think Keegan Murray, first and foremost. Yeah. Seeing him play out in uh, Sacramento was just super, super impressive. He, he did everything on the court. Like, I, I think as a, as a rookie, you're kind of just getting used to things. And last summer league, he was unbelievable too. But just to see, like, the, the growth. I, I was listening to <laughs> – I'm just like a weird basketball junkie who listens to random press oh, conferences course. and interviews, and is always on Twitter. Like you just, do love a press conference. Oh, I love I love I love a good Jim Bay <laughs> yeah. press conference. I'm gonna miss those dearly. Yeah, um, but I was I was listening to the Sacramento coach in a press conference on Twitter, and he was talking about I think like Keegan Murray had like 17 straight points in practice, like in, oh yeah, in, yeah. In their summer league practice. Mm -hmm. One of the scouts came up to him after. He was like, "That the closest thing I've seen to that is, is Kawhi." Kawhi, Leonard. yeah. And just to hear that, and then have him like that translate over to summer league is just unbelievable, right? And uh, 
I, I think he he could take that big step this year. You, they always talk about that year one to year two is the biggest step that you take. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that happening for him for sure. Yeah, he was giving me vibes of like when uh, you're playing in college and you're like a high level player and you come back and play with like kids from your high school team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're just way better now and you're killing. Well, like he was a playoff starter. Yeah, playoff is the highest level of basketball in the world. Right, especially playing against the Warriors. Like, yeah. Like, he was struggling at the beginning of the series too, and then, like I said before, they were like running pin downs for him. He was taking the biggest shots of the game. He was knocking them down in the Chase Center. It's funny because like he's not like the fastest guy in the world, but he gets a shot off every yeah. single time. Yeah, yeah, he was hitting like middies and stuff, little pu- turnarounds. But um, my answer to this question is uh, Keontae George. Yeah, I did not think he was that good. Not like as a backhanded compliment, but he just looks like so in control of everything. Um, did you see his phone background too? Uh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that actually reminded me of you. That's some that's some shit you would do. <laughs> you got to keep everything. Like I, I think there's a balance of of reading into that stuff and then uh, and then using it. Right. Uh, I don't think I put that as my my phone background. I just <laughs> yeah. get so pissed every single time I look yeah. at that thing. You know what I mean? It's like you can't. You tell me I can't do this stuff, but at the same time, obviously he's used it used it well. Had a great what four games and right. his team is undefeated and they're about to play for the semifinals in the summer league so uh he's been he's been very impressive um but at the same time it's like how is that going to translate when mm-hmm. he plays utah jazz you yeah know i mean he has a high usage rate right now and that's one thing um like scotty scotty's unbelievable at like last he had a great summer league last year he had obviously an unbelievable g league season but his usage rate has always been high so how how do you adjust? How do you make it so when you play with a guy like LeBron or, or in Utah's case, you, you're playing with a Laurie Mark and right. you're playing like with how do you fit in? John Collins now. How, how do you fit in and how, and how do you make when you don't have the ball as much? How how do you stay effective? Right. Yeah, I just thought I don't know the way he plays and like the passes he was throwing was just very impressive. Also, getting that many assists in a summer league game is like something you don't see that often. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think he shot 39 percent from the field in college. Yeah, and now he's shooting like. Yeah, sixty-eight percent. Yeah, um, but uh, anyone else come to mind? Not really. Like, like I said, I think the twins are super impressive. Yeah, I think just like not not even like I would say their basketball is impressive, but the maturity that they approach the game with, like their body, um, their ability to switch one through five, they're a lot stronger than they look. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's, they're both going to translate really, really well to the NBA. Scoot was obviously impressive, and as much hate as Brandon Miller's been getting this in the summer league, I think he responded really well. Mm-hmm. Like you never saw him like stop taking shots right. or, or or not wanting to play. Or um, I think a full year in the NBA weight room, a full year of, of getting those reps, he's going right. to be a monster. Do you see the clip of him? Uh- they were doing like the starting five type of thing, and he got Chris Middleton. And he didn't know who Chris Middleton was. No way. Yeah, it was like, you know, like the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they do like the random. Yeah, it's like the shuffler, and then you like yeah. have to shake your head, and then it stops. Um, yeah, I don't know if it was like too small on the screen or what, but he was like, oh, I don't know who that is. Wow, the Thompson twins would know who that, who yeah, that is. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, good answers there. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, one off the radar guy, uh, Jordan Walsh. From Boston, <laughs> Lewis is a big Boston Celtics fan. He was he was getting excited the other day. Yeah, no, he he played well against right. us. Um, the problem with Boston though is like they just already have their entire roster. But I think set. I think he fits though because 
he can be a hustle guy. He can be that Grant Williams. He can be that toughness, right? Um, like one, one thing about him is that at Arkansas, he already played that role. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to go into the Celtics and try and be like a knockdown three-point shooter or, an, or a crazy isolation player right away. Right. He can go in, play really solid defense. His body's already physically there. He can. He obviously can knock down a three, knock yeah. down plenty of them against us. He got hot the other day, and and he's super athletic. Mm -hmm. Like he could be a, a Grant Williams type guy for them, if not this year, definitely next year. Right. Looping back to your question before about um, the most impressive part about Vegas, seeing like the people you walk by here is just crazy. Like as soon as we got here, we're recording the Blue Wire Studios at the Win in Las Vegas, and uh, the Embassy Suites, gorgeous hotel, nicest hotel in Vegas was. <laughs> Basically right down the street. So right when me and Adam got here, we just like walked down. We're walking around. Immediately saw Shams. Immediately saw I don't know Jordan Hawkins. Saw John Shire. Yeah, that's, that's one thing about Vegas summer league is like everyone's out. Yeah, here. just like so many basketball people. Especially um, now that it's at the same time as the high school event that's out here, like the, the high school yeah. recruiting event. Like we got to see the whole entire Q staff. Right. Right. Like they, like they were able to make a trip out here. They were able to um, come to. Luckily, me and Buddy had a back-to-back -back last right. night. Or Buddy yeah. and I had a back-to-back -back last night. Good and, grammar. Yeah, and, and they were uh, they were so gracious to come and, and watch us play and then take us out to dinner afterwards. Yeah. It was great. So sh shout-out to the Q's guys, Red, Brennan Strong, uh, and the one, yeah, G-Mac. The one, the friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, I got the text from him last Tuesday. He was talking to Jeff Swider, and he mentioned that I was coming out. Got the text from G-Mac, you going to Vegas? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Is the grass Let's green? Go. Yeah. I did not expect uh, to see them out here, but that was like the highlight of the trip, potentially. Oh no, he like those guys mean so much to me because it's like I wouldn't be here without them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and going to Syracuse totally changed my basketball career. Um, I'm so blessed and thankful that, right. that I was able. Can you to, actually can you tell the story on the pod that they were talking about last night when you called them and Beheim immediately grabbed the phone? Yeah, so my high school coach Mike Carr is is really close with with the whole entire staff. Mm -hmm. We've had Michael Carter-Williams go there. We've had Demetrius Nichols go there. We've had Bryson Goodine, who ended up transferring, but he went there as well. So we, he's had that that St. Andrews to Syracuse connection this whole entire time. Him and Hop, Mike Hopkins, who was the associate head coach there forever, go way back. So uh, Coach Chart might have gave GMAC an inkling that I was had, getting into the portal. Yeah, in the portal, yeah. Um, and that day, I entered the portal. GMAC called me literally four minutes after I yeah. entered the portal. And at that time, I was so relieved to finally get a call because you never know who's going to recruit right. you. Like, you hope that you get the schools that you want, but you never know who's actually yeah, going to recruit Yeah, there's a lot you. of anxiety involved. So GMAC calls. I'm like, my man. And I guess Coach Bayheim just snatched the phone out of his hand. He's like, give me, <laughs> give me that. <laughs> and then I talked to Coach Bayheim for like 15 minutes, and I probably could have committed right then and there. Right. I wanted to hear from like a couple other schools yeah, and see, see, the, see the interest, but I knew right then and there, like, Syracuse is the place for me to revive my basketball career. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it almost episode, but or almost every episode, but just the tremendous staff, like the takes that were going on last night. They're so oh, easy to hang out with. It's it's unbelievable. Like the, it, it's it's almost like hanging out with comedians. <laughs> yeah. Like Red has all these ridiculous takes. Right. G Mac just looks at him like like what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, the one liners are perfect every oh. time. And then and then Coach Brendan Strong is. Just fits in with him like right, yeah, unbelievably. It, it did feel like he's been on the staff for so long. I literally met him last night. Yeah, like, he's been on the staff for two months, but they're just like I've known him for like five, six years, and like the amount of players that he knows that that 
I grew up with and played with and, and just been around. It's like like talking to him is like talking to like yeah. like one of my friends who was on my AAU team. Like right. We we know all the same people, and I don't think there's anyone. I I've said on this podcast that he was probably the higher of the off season for hundred oh, for college basketball. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's anyone in the country who knows high high school grassroots basketball like Brennan Strawn, and he's a key he's a Keith Stevens guy. Keith Stevens is the director of um, team t- or was mm-hmm. the director of team takeover. Now he's an agent. Um, oh, he's an agent now. He's an agent now. I didn't know that. So he he's uh, obviously a great recruiter, unbelievably connected in the DMV, and uh, I mean we, we we saw Donnie Freeman commit to the queue, so we're off to a good start in the DMV. Big time. Um, yeah, I mean the DMV has obviously been good to, to queues in the past. I mean. If you think about it now, like when I was at Villanova, like we, Jay Wright ran the DMV, mm-hmm. and with with Coach There's Wright, so much talent there. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable! Like, it's like Northeastern Pennsylvania, and like Villanova was at such a high at that time that no one was outside of the only player who was outside of the Northeast was Caleb Daniels. Yeah, everyone else was, was a Northeast player because of the, the reputation that Coach Wright had, the program, the talent, like. It was just unbelievable. Like they were, their recruiting was just so like localized right. because they got all the best players. Now with Coach Wright leaving, it, it kind of opens up a opens up a, a hole in the DMV. And it's right. like Red's like, all right, yeah, Brendan, that's me now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brendan, let's let's do this. Yeah, that's that's very strategic. Because now we got Benny, Judah, we got Donnie Freeman coming in. Mm-hmm. I know we're recruiting like three or four more guys. Yeah, from, I'm trying from to think of it, if anyone else is. But even even Judah and Benny, two top. 40 players. Yeah, back-to-back classes. Yeah. And then one class off and then Freeman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the other thing uh, is... Justin Taylor's from the DMV. Oh, yeah. Is it? Is, yeah, I guess it is, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's Is that the V? Am I finding that out right now? Virginia. Is it, what, is it DC, Maryland, Virginia? Yeah. Wow. I never knew that. <laughs> I swear to God, I just found that out. <laughs> I had no idea what DMV stood for. That's unbelievable. Yeah. We actually have a, a, a classic podcast debate that me and Adam were having last night that I want to run by you later Let's to, do it. to end the show. Okay. But, um, the other thing I was going to say is we're talking about this year's roster. It's, it's an exciting time to be a Q's fan. Just talking to them last night, it just seems like everyone has competition too. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Coach Beheim more than anything. And if, and if he didn't do this for me, I might not be here. But... Coach Beheim really recruited like nine guys, and then he, we had like a couple guys who were who knew that they probably weren't going to play. Right. You know what I mean? And luckily for me, it benefited me tremendously because even when I wasn't playing well, Coach Beheim was like, no, you're playing. Right, like, yeah. Like, it's, it's 37 minutes no yeah, matter exactly. what. Yeah, exactly. Like you're playing 37 minutes because that gives us the best chance to win. Yeah. But this year's Q's team is like, like a, a kid named Kyle Cuffey Jr. transferred from Kansas, like – it's probably going to be like our third or fourth guard. Mm-hmm. And that kid's like a stud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a five-star. And he's going to be pushing these, like, J.J. and Judah and, and Justin Taylor. And, right. And all these guys just to, just to be, on their, be, on their, mm-hmm. be on their game because they can't, they can't take a day off. Yeah. Because we have, we have, we're, we're deep. Like, even the wing position, Justin, Chris, Benny. Um, all those guys, too. Uh like last year's class, it's similar to what we were talking about with the summer league. Like the one to two year jump in college when you're acclimated and everything. Oh, it's unbelievable! Like, yeah. yeah, like you yeah. just feel like more of an adult. 
You know what I and, mean? And also, like, I know it's going to be different with, with Red there from, from Coach Beheim, but it's like, even as simple as it's just knowing your way around campus. Yeah, exactly. Like, and like knowing how to do your laundry, knowing what food you want to eat. Exactly. Like knowing when the vans get you, all that like random stuff that you don't think about. It's like, it's just mindless now. Like you're kind of more focused. You know how, it's you know how, basketball. yeah, you know how the rhythm of a season goes. You right. know when traveling, all that. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. And like, I don't know, it's tough too. First time you're away from your family on like Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that stuff. And then it's just kind of like, all right, it's part of it. I know how it goes now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I had one more thing to say. I forget. But whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, a little more, uh, a little shifting gears here for our last mailbag question. This is from Nick. Yes, how do you guys spend off days when you're out in Vegas for so long? Do you get much free time? Um, I have translation here from Patty Casey. Do you guys get to gamble? <laughs> so uh, I, I'm a gambler. Right. I'm a gambler. I don't think it's a secret. Um, no, you're always like, you just love the camaraderie of a table. Oh, there's nothing like it. Right. When you have Jimmy Bayheim, Buddy Bayheim, <laughs> Ron Harper, and myself just battling. Was that the, the crew? That was the crew. Harper was there too? Oh, Harper, Harper's, a, Harper's a great blackjack teammate. Yeah. He's rooting for you. He yeah. wants to. He, he he he. Every single time you get it, you get a you get a king. Good luck. You know what I mean. Every single time you get an ace. Good like he, he's great. Jimmy just with the ridiculous takes yeah. throughout the whole entire time. Buddy just with a smile on his face, just because he loves it. Um, that was a great table. So um, those guys are yeah. It's great being around. I, I always get the dealer's name and and yeah. Just you got to you got to got to take a look at the name tag. I'm also oh, talking like the, about this, like I've played blackjack more than once in my life. But. Yeah, but yeah, no, there's, there's nothing like the camaraderie of a of a table that's winning. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's high fives going around. There's a lot of screaming. Oh, they got the table waves going. It's, that's it's right great. up your alley. Yeah, I also met Ron Harper one time, but he he's, he gives those vibes too, like yelling, high fiving. Oh, he's great. Advising. Yeah, and all that. He, he he looks at you and you're like, all right, I got this. Right. <laughs> but uh. I mean, we were we were at the pool with you two days ago. Is that basically like, are you just chilling for most of the time? Yeah, I, I'm not a big uh, like definitely not the night before a game like staying up too late. Mm -hmm. But in, in in the off days in between, like yeah, I'll, I'll go to the tables. Right. I'll, 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 I'll get. I, I'm I'm done gambling now. But um, and then I'll go to the pool. Down bad. I mean, no, not not too bad. Yeah. yeah. But but enough. Yeah. Yeah. There's a limit for sure. Res gamble responsibly. I'm looking right at the camera. <laughs> There's one thing you take from the show, but um, yeah, I mean, 
Oh, that was the other question I had. Do you, do you believe like the people are like, oh, two nights in Vegas is all you need? Like, are you sick of Vegas after 11 days? Um, it, it depends. Like, I can see why people say that because they, mm-hmm. they probably don't sleep for the two, the two right. nights that they're here. I guess your version of Vegas when you're on the Lakers yeah, is it's, different it's, than like a bachelor party. Yeah, no, it's a lot different. It's a mm-hmm. lot different. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, this is a business trip. You know what right. I mean? You're trying to come out here to earn a roster spot, to, to earn a contract in, in any sort of form. Like, you're out here to, 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 prove, to prove yourself. Um, and and I take that really seriously. I mean, you've been around me. You've been around Buddy. You've been around all these guys. Like, like I, I don't I don't take these this for granted. Mm-hmm. Like this opportunity, um, and, and I and I know that people would kill to be in this position. Right. So I, I don't I don't like to play around with. Them. Yeah, it's like it's basically just an extended AU trip. It just happens to be in Vegas. It's actually crazy. Like we actually people don't see this on TV. We get seven minutes to warm up. Yeah, it's not. I can't believe that. Yeah. It's crazy. In halftime, they put 10 minutes on the clock and immediately start it. Yeah, for example, like yesterday or two days ago, we were supposed to have an optional shoot-around. I didn't go. Like I've, I've been dealing with a couple of injuries here mm-hmm. and there, so I decided to. A little dinged up. Yeah, to, to take off. And then we were, we were supposed to have a morning shoot-around. <clears throat> Excuse and, you. And they canceled to give us a little bit more rest. So I didn't touch a ball for like a day and a half. Mm-hmm. So I felt like the first half. And then we get seven minutes of warm-up. So I felt like the first half I was like warming up in my pregame yeah. routine. <laughs> like. Yeah, start, start out one for six, and then some, some are going to fall. Right. It's funny, too. Uh, yesterday, you could tell before the Detroit game, for whatever reason, I don't know if there's, like, issues with the clock, they put 10 minutes on, but then for, like, six minutes, the clock didn't move. So they ended up getting, like, 16, 17 minutes to warm up. You could tell after, like, 10 minutes, the guys were, like, looking at the bench, like, what the hell? Like, we actually have more time to warm up. Well, it's also, like, once you're used to that, you're, like, you're ready to go at right, that yeah. point. You know it's not, I mean? like, catching you off guard. Is yeah. there is – there, um, like, can you shoot it all beforehand? So, so we we normally have had a shoot around before the game, like at like ten a.m. Uh-huh. Um, Where's that? Just the high school? No, it'll usually be at the arena. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So, so we'll do that, and then, and yeah, just kick up for the rest of the day. Like, the routine's so different because I have a whole entire routine that I go through when when I'm on the road with with the Lakers and mm-hmm. the G League team because we do get to the arena three hours before. Right. Like we have our. our our slotted shooting time. You have a lot of time to chill, hang out. I get my treatment time, the table time, and all those different things. But then in this schedule, it's, it's just totally different. Mm-hmm. Like you have no, like, like, you have to create a routine, but it's it's not like. Yeah, you can't count on the consistency. At all. Because, like, your mentality will just get all fucked up. Exactly. Um. Yeah, but that's, I don't know, that's interesting, like, the, the way it works. I'm having a bad hair day, Swider. Bad day for a bad hair day. Terrible day for a bad yeah, hair day. But it's tough. But it's flowing though. Yeah, a little bit. The headphones hurt it. But yeah, let's um, uh, let's do like ten more minutes, and then I think Sky is gonna pull. Is he up. coming? Yeah. Let's go. All right. You we'll, just text me where am I going? <laughs> Last question. This is the debate I was talking about before. So, when you check out of a hotel, yep. What do you do with the key? Um, I guess it's different for you because you don't have. Yeah, like, so so I, I'm one of those guys who, who's usually a key and wallet type of guy, right? And usually, like at the end of a road trip, when you stay at like four different hotels, I have like four different keys yeah. in my wallet. I probably should drop it off to the uh, to the key card drop right before you leave. You probably should do that, but I usually just keep them in my wallet. Yeah. That's what I said last night. I said, I don't know if I, like, I can't really remember the last time I, like, thought to drop the hotel key off, yeah. which is mean. No, because I feel like it was more of a thing of you've never heard of dropping it off. 
I didn't know people did that anymore. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I thought, like, I thought you just, I don't know, it's your key. Yeah. How do you, you think they just print, like, limitless keys? Yeah. Okay. I thought that was the whole point. But, I don't know, me and Adam were debating that last night at, like, 2.30 in the morning. Wow. <laughs> that's that's a Vegas-type conversation at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Great ending. Great great debate to end the show. Right. Um, But, yeah, obviously... Um, re- really excited to be in the Blue Wire Studios. We're gonna have a we're gonna have an interview coming up with, or in the next episode with with another guy from from, from this uh, from the studio. So we're we're excited to to drop that as well. Obviously, been a great great summer league experience. Again, different for me this year, coming in year two, and obviously knowing what what to expect. But at the same time, just just going with the flow and and trying to play good team basketball and winning basketball. So yeah. Um. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Let us know how uh, the the live studio works yeah. compared to the to the Zoom audio. I'm sure it's not too different. Adam does a great job, but um, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable experience. Yep. Thank you again, Swider, for the opportunity. Oh, of course, uh, of course. Way to ball out out here, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna split out a lot of the content that we film in the studio, just kind of like span it over the next couple of weeks because. I don't know. It's t- it's a tough time for basketball season. So <laughs> you'll see uh, a lot of content from the studio split out over the next few weeks. So Definitely. as always, thanks for tuning in, and uh, yeah, you'll see our faces from the same spot next episode. Yeah, yeah. No, sh- shout out to Blue Wire Studios again for having us for the live episode, and and really appreciate um, you guys tuning in. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed this week's show. To find out who will be joining us next week, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms, at Swider Show on Instagram, at Swider Show on Twitter, and at Swider Show on TikTok. We also recently developed our very own YouTube page, www.youtube.com slash at Swider Show, and subscribe. You can send in a mailbag question to be featured on the show, Show at gmail.com and of course if you haven't already make sure to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode week to week Cole Swider Show with Patty Casey is presented by Blue Wire Podcast and our executive producer is Adam Lewis Swider Show is created by Cole Swider Patty Casey and producer Adam Lewis all rights reserved thank you guys we'll see you next week